Derrick Henry's not running for 178 yards on this. So Ryan Tannehill's going to have to throw a touchdown pass to be this. So I'm not overtly worried about that. Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Lena McRae. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast. I'm Joe Deck. Leela McRae is with me, as usual. And Leland, high school basketball, getting ready to get into district play this week. In fact, it started tonight. We're uh, Spoiler alert, we're recording on a Tuesday, so we can talk about the both national championships, which, of course, will make us be able to talk about some other stuff that happened tonight in sports. But sticking to the high school first, uh, I was at Sponswood High School tonight, and uh, we're recording this late. I've got my caffeine here next to the laptop, just in case. And um, Waynesboro lost this one, 63-42. Waynesboro's now lost three straight. Uh, they're going in the wrong direction. This was a game where Waynesboro started out great. Spotswood kind of controlled them there to close the first quarter, had a one-point lead. Waynesboro caught fire midway through the second quarter, ended up with a five-point lead going into the locker room. And I'll be honest, I thought at that moment, I was like, Waynesboro's got a good chance to win this. But Spotswood opened up a 10-0 run to start the second half. It looked like Waynesboro might be getting shut out in the third quarter until they finally scored a few points with a minute uh, 29, I think, left in the third quarter. They finally got on the score sheet in the third quarter. And they just dug themselves in too big a hole. The passes were just late or non-existent. There were a lot of times where guys were being double and triple teamed, and they were trying to dribble out of it. And I'm like, if you're being – there was one where the guy was getting quadruple teamed. I'm like, if you're quadruple teamed – Literally everyone on your team is open, so just throw it to somebody. Um, And it was just, you can tell Waynesboro's got some things to work on. They're a much improved team from last year, I think, but they still have things to work on. Uh, Spotswood still might win the Valley District, but I don't think they're sweeping it this year. I think Broadway's going to pick them off at least once. Yeah, and that's where I was going, is Waynesboro's last two losses, two of the three, Mm -hmm. are to Broadway and Spotswood. So if if... I think they could Wade very Rose easily good. be third. I, if they yeah. the third best team, great. And then if they can knock off Broadway one time or, or maybe get Spotswood at home or something, that could really give them a better chance. So uh, if I'm Waynesboro, I would be happy with a third place finish in the Valley District this year. But why not shoot for more? Um, the fact that the first half went so well for them, I, I hope means that they do have a chance in some of these other games, other big games against those two good teams. And so we'll see. Um but, uh, yeah, I was listening to you. I was not in uh, in pin layer tonight with you, but uh, no. I was listening, and there was a lot of good basketball action. Um, and what I like most is that, you know, we've been t- giving Riverheads and Buffalo Gap a lot of credit in the Shenandoah District based on their non-district schedule. And not saying that tonight indicates different than that, but they both lose tonight. So I think we're in for a good Shenandoah District season because Buffalo Gap, they lost to Stewart's draft. Riverheads lost to Wilson. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then Stanton beat Fort Defiance. So I think we're in for a fun Shenandoah district season. I don't think there's, I don't think anybody's going to just run away with it. So I think there'll be a lot of good games for, for you and or I to call. And uh, I think it'll be an interesting Shenandoah district slate. And I think tonight only proves that with these finals that we see coming in. And uh, Stanton's still kind of the team I'm watching out for. I want to see what they got. Yeah. Beating Fort doesn't tell me a whole lot. No. no. Um. But I think draft beating Buffalo Gap, you you kind of said it last week, and I kind of just wasn't sure what to make of Stewart's draft with that non-district record. But it, 
Stewart's draft is always the team that it, when they get hot, they're going to be in any game. And they were hot tonight, so they beat Buffalo Gap. Uh, Riverhead's kind of surprised me. Uh, they were behind big early, uh, came back, but it wasn't enough. Um, but yeah, this, that's a good win for Wilson. Um, I, I do want to go back to Waynesboro for just one second, talking about you know third place in the district. What does that mean? Well, it means that Spotswood's not a team you're going to have to worry about because they're... Um, Oh, no, I'm wrong. Spotswood's class three. So, yes, you would have to worry about them. Yep. I'm wrong. I'm used to Spotswood being class four. Um, I guess they haven't been class four for a while now. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, that's cool that you're used to that. I'm not. That's, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Waynesboro, third place in the district's not going to be great come tournament time, but you just got to pick somebody off. Um, but then you also get into the, if you're sitting in a three seed, you're going to give yourself a chance to only have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those games that you have to win to then punch a ticket to beyond the region. Right. And so that's the key. Staying up in that three spot is really important because if you go to four, I mean, I guess the same logic, but you just want to stay as high as you can. That's for sure. Sure. But to move back to the Shenandoah district, now that I've flubbed that up, um, yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't see a team, and I touched on this uh, on air on ESPN 1240 during the pregame show tonight, the abbreviated pregame show. Um, but I, I, you look at that Shenandoah district and nobody leaps out as a dominant team this year. And yeah, I, you and I talked about this last week on, on here, Leland on the Yak sports podcast, but I, I think that Riverheads probably has the best chance at a postseason run just because of the competition that they're going to see in their region. But the other the other teams, I don't know. It's it's really a question of who's going to be second place in two B for Seward Draft, uh, Stanton, and Buffalo Gap because none of them are going to touch East Rock. And um, I don't care if Seward Draft is shooting the lights out or not; they're not touching East Rock. Um, yeah, I know. I agree. Stuart, and, East Rock's better. Yep. And um, for Fort. Wilson uh, and the class three teams. I don't know. Fort hasn't looked very good. Wilson, they're going to be up against a lot of stiff competition in three C with Broadway, Spotswood, Waynesboro. So I don't know. Uh, You just look at the competition. These other teams are going to have to play. Riverheads doesn't have that. Riverheads doesn't have to worry about that until they get to like a state playoff and they have to worry about like state quarter, a the A's region, a teams. I agree. So it'll be interesting on the boys' side. Girls' side will be interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Buffalo Gap girls lost tonight to mm-hmm. Stewart's draft, 53-49. So that's an interesting final from a draft team. We weren't sure what they were. The other interesting final is, you know, Wilson girls have had a tough non-district season so far. And so I was kind of waiting to see what they would do in district and see if they'd really take off. Well, open tonight, they lose to Riverheads, 58-55. So good for Riverheads, bad for Wilson. And I, I just think across both boys and girls, we're going to see a lot of we're going to just get on here on some Tuesday, Friday, Tuesdays and Fridays on our on the Internet and just see scores that we wouldn't expect, because I just think some of these teams are going to knock each other off. So I think we're in for a good time this season. Keep listening to us every week as we will be talking about it every week as we're uh, excited about high school basketball. Uh, big wrestling tournament this weekend. We don't really have a lot of news on that, but uh, I know Patrick Height was there. Good to see the news leader out at that. Um, I know they're shorthanded, as uh, is, is my comment there. Um, so uh, glad to see them out there. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that coverage. We will have Patrick Height on in the coming weeks to talk about wrestling. The other ladies' score in the Shandoa district was Stanton uh, dropping the ball game to Fort Defiance, seventy-five fifty-one. Yeah, there you go. 
All right, let's get to some of these national championships. That's what we held recording for. Let's talk about the one that is most local to us first. Talk about JMU. They come up short playing North Dakota State on Saturday afternoon. All I really has is I I just think the best team, the better team won. I think North Dakota was the better team. I think JMU yeah, they were in the game. They had their opportunities. A couple things go different and maybe maybe they win that game, but it just seemed like North Dakota made the better coaching decisions, took advantage of the better moments. Who did I say? You keep saying North Dakota. You're leaving at the state. No. The team from over there, and uh, they were the better team. And I think that's that's what – that's why I'm not too heartbroken about it. Also, JMU had to lose use a lot of Riley Stapleton to do what, what they did mm. do, and that doesn't make me feel good. So no. uh, I'm fine. You know, I, the house didn't uh, crumble under the disappointment of that, uh, my wife being the JMU grad. Um, but, you know, it was good that they made it that far. And honestly, if you had told me in September they're going to play in the national championship game, I probably would have argued because I just didn't see that happening for them after a couple games into the season. So um, that's I, it was accepted. Um, not, you know, wasn't what we wanted, but it was accepted. OK, that's fine. You're not wrong. North Dakota State was the better team. They won the game. North Dakota State's going to be the better team next year if JMU gets back there because their quarterback was a redshirt freshman, which means he's going to be back. That kid's good. He was dominant. That kid's going to dominate us again because we just don't have a game plan for him. It, I, I was surprised at just the general lack of a game plan for that quarterback that we had with that much time to prepare. As good as that defense had looked the entire postseason, to just not even have a clue when he was back there was really surprising. Getting fooled on that fake field goal for their touchdown um, that put him up, I think it was two scores at that time. That felt yeah, kind of like a yeah. backbreaker when that yeah. happened. Um, and, but JMU had a chance. The last drive, I thought we were having ourselves a Sunday stroll there, taking our sweet time. We had plenty of timeouts. We chose not to use them. We had a pass interference uh, to put us at the two-yard line with eight seconds. You used one of your two timeouts there, which didn't make a whole lot of sense. But, but you still had the one. You still have one. I would have ran it from the two-yard line. You're at the two-yard line. If you don't make it, you have time to call a timeout and then draw up another play. It just didn't make sense to me. Instead, you put it in the hands of Ben DiNucci, who's just not your best player. You had gotten five yards of carry every time you ran the ball. ball. Just run the ball. You ran the ball the whole drive down there. You weren't in a hurry until you got down to the two-yard line and you had time to stop the clock. And then you decide you need to pass. Ben DiNucci staring at his receiver like he had the whole game. He got yeah. lucky earlier in that drive when the safety dropped a, pit, a sure pick. This yep. time he didn't drop it, and we lose because of it. So yeah. that was frustrating. Sure and it was I don't know. We got out coached. We got out coached. We got outplayed. Yeah. Uh, North Dakota State's better. And again, North Dakota State's going to win it next year. Uh, JMU fans, uh, this is this is me. The thing I can't stand in the moment. There are very few times where in the moment when it's happening, I can sit back and go, good season, and mean it. That, Saturday was not one of those. Saturday, I was frustrated that we had an opportunity to yeah. at least send the game into overtime, and because of bonehead decisions, we didn't do it. Um, I think I'm there now, though. I think I'm there now. Yeah, North Dakota point, State's like, better. I, like, I remembered earlier in the season saying on the podcast, because I probably would have been, that would have been our opener on this podcast mm-hmm. if, if Jamie would have won it was me saying like, yeah, they're not going to win the national championship this year. And like, I just didn't see it out of them. Even, I think they were, you know, they lost to West Virginia and then they won, 
but like I just didn't see the what I needed to see for them to to win enough playoff games. And and I was wrong. The defense really stepped up more than I would I would expected, and they did. They played better than I thought, but they got beat by a better team. I my my hatred of North Dakota State has increased though. Um, I never liked them. I, when we went up there and beat them, that felt so good. Oh, but I don't know. I don't some hate of this North crap Dakota State. That I see from their fans on social media, which I don't okay. know if Jamie fans are clean in that area either. Yeah. But also the stuff they're showing like on the ESPN telecast and the whole Bison thing. I'm just oh Bison versus Bison is stupid. But yes, I'm pretty sure they probably call their campus the grounds. And they're oh, they refer do to that. their years at school. To, it's probably you know, the pasture. First year and second year and fourth year and all that. It's probably yeah, the pasture up there. I don't. No, they're not cut from the same cloth as UVA no. for sure. Let me say this: they definitely win the hat game. The hats, the like um, loyal order of the Water Buffalo Lodge or whatever, just straight out of the Flintstones that Barney Rubble and Fred Flintstone, <laughs> Flintstone were in. Those hats, I love those hats. I laughed every time I saw them. But this JMU game was a great precursor for what was going to happen the rest of the day in terms of my rooting interests and uh, especially with football. Um, And it should have just and that's another social media post I'll talk about. But my point was when I say in the moment, I can't stand the like, oh, great season. We did really good. See you next year. Three o'clock on Saturday. I I get that. See you next year. Like those posts, I was just like, are you dumb? Like, go away. Like, just standard at JMU was winning a national championship, not getting there. So you can't just immediately say, oh, well, we were close. That was good enough. I mean, I think I've had my own problems with other teams. Yeah, great season. We will be back. I mean, like, maybe, but so will they. And they're going to beat us again next year, too. Like, they're just better than we are. Let's just admit they're just better than us. They're better than us. Oh my God! Yeah, we're Chalawi. Just, just admit it. Yeah. They're better than us. They're gonna be better than us because their coach is better than ours. Their players are better than ours. And I, I'm just not one for like. I hate players on social media. I, I, the coaches who don't let their players on social media, I kind of get it now because they're just dumb. Every time I see one of these posts, like "Oh, you haters" or "Oh, you doubters," I'm like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, we're using our brain. Y- you're not cool." Like. What would you say the problem was on that last drive? The play calling or the fact that some quarterback who was a failure at Pitt had to go to JMU to get playing time, and he stares down his receivers, and that's why he's at JMU and not FBS football. The drive was not the – the play calling was good. It got us down there. Yeah, and then you get to the two-yard line, and for some reason then – Then, for some reason, there's no time to run the ball, even though there is quite literally enough time to do it. Easily. All right, let's jump over to the other national championship, which was the real one. a fun game to watch. And uh, Clemson jumped out early, and I was, I was excited because I thought that would make it for a good game because I knew if this wasn't a good game, that meant LSU whooped them. And so Clemson uh... came out firing. <laughs> I thought that was good. But in my text to you, I, mm-hmm. even when – I mean, I think they were up 17-7. to 7, I said, mm-hmm. no matter what happens from here – you know, Clemson came to play because then I knew LSU still had a very good way to go win that game. And they sure yeah, did. They did. And Joe Burrow looked good. I, I'll be honest. I don't look think less of Clemson now. I think LSU was the better team. I think we knew that going in. And LSU came out there. Clemson took their shots early, kind of had to use everything they got to do what they did. And, and they did it. Um, but LSU won. I don't 
I don't, I, this doesn't make me think Clemson's the worst team ever. It doesn't make me think Trevor Lawrence isn't some kind of good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. He got hit in the mouth. He stayed in there. He kept fighting. He just didn't have enough. And so, uh, you know, Joe Burrow had the year of his life and he's going to, I mean, a year ago, was he thinking about making millions and millions and millions and millions in the NFL? No. And now he is, he's gonna, and good for him. And so I love that. I liked the game. It was fun. Um, I, I wish they'd start these things earlier, but I know you have West Coast problems. But I thought it was a good game, and I thought it lived up to the hype, even though it wasn't a one-point or overtime game or the second-string quarterback had to come in and throw the game-winning touchdown or you know that kind of stuff that we've seen these last couple of years in great games. I still thought this lived up to the hype enough that it was satisfying. I love college football, and this game yeah. reminds me of why I love college football. I I put on Facebook and I put on Twitter, like college football is the South. And, and with those two fan bases, the only thing you're missing from a NASCAR event is the race cars, because otherwise (laughs) that was like a NASCAR event (laughs) with bands. And I love marching bands. That was the other thing you could hear both marching bands playing the whole time. The crowd's getting into it. They love it. And that's why I don't want to make this the topic. I don't want to divulge too far from the original topic here, but when these people are like, oh, if it wasn't for these players, nobody would be watching. Yes, they would. Because those fans, yes, Joe Burrow wins them a national championship and they love that. But if Joe Burrow wasn't there and it was some other, you know, dude playing quarterback at LSU, they would be just as fanatical and just as rowdy and just as crazy. They're not there for Joe Burrow. They're there for LSU, the university, the team. When they're eight and four. Yeah. They're there for LSU, Louisiana State University, and Clemson fans are there for Clemson. They're not there for the players on the field. They're there for the name on the jersey, Mm -hmm. uh, on the front of the jersey, and the helmet. That's what they're there for. Those fan bases are rabid. You and I are the same way with Virginia Tech. We're there for Virginia Tech. We're not there for Ryan Willis or Hendon Hooker or whoever. (laughs) We're there for Virginia Tech. You're not there for Ryan Willis. We've established that. I'm never there for Ryan Willis. But... um, Watching that game and like the lead up, I was getting excited. I was like, God, I love college football. And and that college football national championship, by the way, when I say stuff and I know I made a joke or well, half joke leaning into this conversation saying the real national championship, it is the real national championship. I went to JMU. I was not as excited for that game as I was for this game. And no team that I'm actually rooting for is playing in this game. This game was so much fun. And the beginning was awesome. And then in the second half, LSU pulled away because you're right. LSU's just better. Clemson's not a bad team. LSU's just better. And uh, Joe's still a good coach. Dabo is a great coach. Will Venable Venable is a good defensive coordinator. He just went up against a great offensive coordinator and Joe Burrow. I will say this. The only concern I would have with Joe Burrow, and I'm not saying it's a definite thing and he's not going to have success in the NFL, but he is one of those quarterbacks that waited a few years before he started his college eligibility and the other quarterbacks like that are Brandon Whedon, Chris Winkie, those guys who he's kind of had an old. age he's advantage. Not as old as Winky. He's 23. Yeah. Winky was like 30. Winky no. was like 28 when he came out of college. He was like <laughs> no. drafted at 29. No. He yeah. was not that old, but I think he was 25. So he might be two years younger than Winky, but he's like Brandon Wheaton age. So I don't know. Now, do I think Joe Burrow's better than Brandon Wheaton? Yes. But uh, that's the one somewhat concern I would have about him advancing to the NFL. 
I do think he's the number one pick. He's going to be the rightful number one pick. And he proved it uh, in that national championship game last night. Him and he he killed that poor number eight kid for Clemson in the secondary. That kid was getting abused. Every time they threw it to that oh, wide receiver, eight, Chase. Yeah, every yeah. time they threw it to Chase, that wide receiver, number one, they would just abuse him. And I was like, um, the one play where Chase caught it and then the defense backs in front of him and he just like <laughs> stiff arms him off to the side while his Shoot. back is to him. I was like, that poor kid. Like, yeah. he's a meme. I feel so bad for him right now. All right. On uh, early edition of what I know that you should know, because later I'm going to have two uh, what's dominating my lives uh, in 2000 at age 28. Oh, uh, wow. God. Yeah. Chris Winkie won the Heisman. So how old was Kelly I, Washington? He was I old, was too. Right. Kelly Washington. What would you just say? Kelly Washington. He was a wide receiver. He went to Sharando High School, yeah, dominated at Tennessee. Kelly. I didn't know he waited around. Oh, my God, yeah. He played minor league baseball. He was way older. Mm-hmm. Um, Kerry Washington is 42. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but, I don't have that answer quickly. Okay, uh, that's fine. Let's but move on. Uh, what I'm but, saying like, is I, this, this game was exciting. LSU was legitimately better. And the other thing I want to touch on, I, I agree with you, Dabo's a great coach. Well, Venables is a great coach, but Coach Orgeron is the state of Louisiana. That man is the state of Louisiana personified. He is a crazy Southern just dude, and I love it. I can't get enough of him. I I know you're you've got your problems with Dabo, and part of it's just because you're jealous that he's at Clemson. But This coaching matchup for me, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be so excited whoever wins because I've got Dabo, who I who I'm a fan of, and I've got Coach O, who I'm a fan of. And I'm for different reasons. Dabo, because I think he's a great human being. He does a lot of great things. Coach O, because he's just a crazy person. And I love to hear him talk. Kelly Washington's close to what you want. He was uh, drafted in 2003 by the Bengals. And so he was 24 years old at that time. So oh that's that's God. a lot closer than Winky was. Yeah. All right. Um, the coaches were very standable last night, though. Ed Orgeron, always love hearing him talk. And then Dabo, his postgame comments, I love what he had to say. When he was, you know, he gave all the credit to LSU mm-hmm. and saying they got beat tonight. And, that, that, you know, I, I thought Dabo was great last night. So um, I, I'm telling you, jealousy is the dominating factor of my issues with Dabo Sweeney. I wish we had our own Dabo Sweeney. Um, so uh, the other aspect of that that I threw out there, I just wish there was a way for this game to start earlier. And the only way really to do that is to put it on the weekend. And I know the NFL, they just need to they need to realize, like, the, the NFL and college football just need to get together on this and just allow them to have that Saturday night or yes, whatever. Yes, let game. them have Saturday night. I agree. Do the NFL games at one and four, right, and they then do Sunday. let the college be at eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And that would that would kind of solve this problem. It would be good for everyone that mm-hmm. has people interested in football and in this sport that really only has one way to go in popularity. And there's a lot of you know tight things eroding underneath of it with you know worried about safety and this and that. Mm-hmm. I would I would look into that for both both groups. The NCAA and NFL need to come together on that and and get that game on the weekend because on Monday night it's just man it stinks on Monday night. Mm-hmm. It makes us record on Tuesdays and it just gets in the way. So, 
All right, let's move on to let's stay in college football. The big news of us recording on Tuesday lets us know that Coach Fuente is the number one candidate down there at Baylor, whose coach just left for the Carolina Panthers. And you and I already spoke about this because it was too hot not to talk about. And so my opinion, I'm not excited about this because I think it's late in the game to make a coaching change. If you would have told me this in November 30th, right after we lost to UVA or something, maybe I feel pretty good about it because then I know we can go out and find another good coach. But what this is coming down to is we're either going to pay this man more money or he's gone to Baylor. And I don't like either of those options because if we have to go find a new head coach, I'm scared of what we're going to get at this point in the game. I think a lot of the good candidates have already made their moves, so obviously they're not going to just turn around and go somewhere else. Not everybody is Matt Diaz at Miami now who left Temple after three weeks. Um, I think I, I, I'd rather this scenario play out to where he, he stays. I wish this just wasn't a thing. He stays for the same money is what I wish. And then even if he starts the season off terrible again and we lose – uh, an embarrassing game early. Then we know we're firing him. We can be ahead of the game next year for next year's crop of valuable coaches. I guess at this point, if we have to fire a new uh, head coach, I have to trust that Whip Babcock can know who that coach is a year from now that we would want and get him now. And uh, you just gonna have, to have a lot of faith. Whoever we hire, it's probably not going to be some sexy name, and we just have to have a lot of faith. And uh, I had a lot of faith four years ago, and it hasn't exactly paid off. Well, if Justin Fuente, if I was with Babcock and Justin Fuente came to me and said, I want more money if I'm going to stay here, I would look at him and say, okay, let me give you three things and you tell me which one of them is the reason I'm going to give you more money. Is it that you started Ryan Willis at the beginning of the year and it took you forever to figure out what everybody else already knew before the year started? And it took you a 40-point smackdown at the hands of Duke to figure out that he wasn't your quarterback? Is it that you lost to UVA? Or is it that you totally choked against Kentucky, who is an inferior opponent? Which one of those is the reason I'm giving you more money? Because the way I see it, you should be thanking me for not firing your loser mentality (laughs) of a coach that you are. You should be glad that I haven't fired you. You should be thanking me right now. If Baylor wants you, that's cool. That's their prerogative. You go to Baylor, you go out there, and you go fail at Baylor. But you're not getting more money from me because I don't even know if I want you to coach here next year. The only thing that would be bad, and you're right. He, do, he doesn't want him to coach here next year. Oh, I don't really want him to coach here next year. But You don't. He does. Wit does. Wit, Wit sure. Does. Well, okay. I guess I mean in two years. I don't know if I want you here in two years. Okay. But okay. the only thing that it hurts is the recruiting, and it hurts, yep. as you said, a lot of the good coaches have already been taken. But I think there's other good coaches coach you can get. Our coaching staff just got settled too. Oh, like well. today, a couple hours ago. Oh well, uh, whatever. Um, yes. Oh well, whatever. When all when we get with a wiles, you care. When we have this guy or that guy, you care. But now all of a sudden, like all that could fall apart. The coaching staff we have set in place, I, that matters. Like oh well, what? What I'm, I guess, what I'm saying is, if we're replacing the head coach, you're gonna have to replace him. It's just. It is what it is. Um, that's where recruiting hurts, and that's I've already said that. Um, I don't think lo- I'm more worried about the head coach and trying to find the right head coach and the recruiting aspect more than I am about 
whoever is the rest of the staff. Um, the reason I care about Wiles is because I don't think we have the right head coach, and I don't think the head coach is doing a great job of recruiting. I think Wiles is a better recruiter than Joseph I'd Fuente. I like to keep these kids in Texas that seem. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's. Waco. I think you would lose them if if Fuente went to Baylor. I do think that. Um, but whatever. If they're gonna bolt when we fire Fuente after next year, then okay. I guess they're gonna bolt. But so Fuente goes to Baylor and Chip and Joanna do a build him a home on uh on whatever channel their their channel Texas that they're making for or whatever and that would be the ultimate hate watch is me watching chip and joanna build that guy a house that would that would be a crossover for our family of me watching the shows that my wife really likes to watch and me absolutely hate watching you know i'd i'd hope that uh chip would mess up fuente's house on purpose that, i just hope they I would put a giant hole for him to jump and hide in after he chokes and <laughs> loses because i tell you what if he thinks virginia tech fans don't like losing he ain't seen oh, nothing yet yeah, people in texas, texas yeah people in texas worship football so that's gonna get real real fast speaking that's of like virginia the tech of every friday night lights is you lose one game we're firing you yeah you got for sale <laughs> signs in your yard but speaking of while we're on virginia tech we saw some tweets and i sent one to you of a player this is another player we won a national championship I'm like, that's cool. It's cool that you want that. I'm glad you want that, but you chose the wrong school. Like, you should have walked on at Clemson <laughs> because... Oh, the heck with that, Joe. The kid's never going to win what one here Clemson? under Fuente. What was Clemson 15 years ago? They what didn't have Clemson Justin Fuente. That's what they were. Why can't we be Clemson? No, why can't we be Clemson? With Justin this, Fuente, this kid, how much this, time do you have? This kid that wants to win a national championship in the next four years, I, I am sorry for him. But why in fi- why can't that why can't we go be what Clemson is? I'm not there saying in no the future we can't. We can't be what I'm not saying Clemson in the future we in... can't. I just said that last week that there there's no reason Virginia Tech shouldn't have that as a goal. I'm just saying for this kid to want that as a goal, yeah, that kid wrong. Out of luck. Wrong, because he's what never going to get that. But then the fan under it comments, "I think we're on the right track," and I said to you. What about the last two games of the year makes him think we're on the right track to be in this game? Let me tell you what happened. Yes, LSU ran away from Clemson in the second half. LSU would have made, we would look like a JV football team compared to what they did to Oklahoma. LSU would have beaten us by 50 points at the end of the first quarter. We would have gotten absolutely steamrolled if we played LSU. And Clemson would be up 28 at the end of the first quarter if we played them. We are not in the same galaxy as those two football teams. So when someone says we're on the right track, I think we're on the right track. I-, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. What was really funny was I the to compare to that kid. He's saying we won a national championship. A re- five in the last four years has gotten a lot better, but this is, we're talking more than 10 years ago and they were pretty down. I mean, they had a no and 10 season in 2005. I think they were not too long after that. And this kid that I knew at Stewart's draft, I think it was right after Riverheads won their second state championship. So we're talking about 2007, 2008 ish. And he's like, um, I'm not leaving Stewart's draft until we win a state championship. And I was like, Oh my, what what, what are you doing? But he like, you're going to have to, Fail some You're classes. Start teaching classes at some point. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it was just crazy. Like, and I appreciate these kids want to win national championships and win the ultimate championships. I get that, but like, I do understand what you're saying. It should be the goal of the players, but like, yeah, maybe just keep that to yourself because like, 
it it's it's just not going to happen. No, there's no chance. In the next four years, there's no chance. Well, I don't know. I don't know what these kids from Texas look like. They might be good. Oh, and before we move off, who oh, is? I hope we do. I mean, that'd be great. Who is advising Deshaun McLeese and Dalton Keene? I don't. Because Mrs. When, Mrs. Keene, Mrs. McLeese, I guess. Because I when know. both of them declared for the NFL draft, I think her baby's the best in football. When both of them declared for the NFL draft, when it was McLeese, I was like, mm, maybe if he's lucky, he's a late round pick. Dalton Keene and I will play the same number of NFL snaps, which is zero. The I only mean, difference is or something. Maybe he can do like get on the field. Oh but, like, no! Are you kidding? In the league? No, Leland. No. Like eventually, not next year, but like maybe you know like, the Patriots maybe never. use everybody. No, they use everybody in their roster, and there's more than just the Patriots that use a fullback or use a tight end. No one uses a fullback anymore except for, like, the 49ers. The Ravens use a fullback. We do not use a fullback. Yes, you do. Not anymore. We don't. No. Not not this previous game. That's why they got their ass beat so bad. But, yeah, they do use a fullback. Leland. I watched your team this year. Leland, we don't. We put a tight end back there if we do that. It's not. Excuse me. Excuse me. Exactly what Virginia Tech did with Keene. They used a tight end at fullback. What What are we saying? What are, how are you arguing with me? <laughs> like that, okay, that type of guy that Kane is, the Ravens use this year. But they wouldn't use Kane because they wouldn't keep him there long enough. Eventually, they, they're just going to have a high-rate guy that they're going to keep in that place and move back to that position. The Patriots, the only reason I give them a chance at the Patriots is because they use, like, everybody on their roster, and they'll use a different running back every week. They'll use a different fullback every week. They'll have this guy that was playing – you know, third string tight end, all of a sudden line up in the backfield. That's why I give him the chance there. So I think I'm I'm really sort of saying the same thing you are, that he has minimal chance to see the field. Oh, the no, you're not. You're not saying the same thing I am. I'm saying he has a 0% chance. I'm saying the only way Dalton Keene plays football now after Virginia Tech is if the used car lot that he works at has a wreck football team. That's the only way he plays football after Virginia Tech. I don't know what his degree is in, but it, I hope it was a good one, and I hope he paid attention in class. He's leaving early, so I'm not even sure that he's going to finish. I don't know his academic situation, but my goodness, Leland, this kid is not playing football at the NFL. I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm, I would go as far to say I don't think he would play at the XFL. I don't think Dalton Keene is that good. Dalton Keene is overrated by Virginia Tech fans because he fits a certain mold like a Sam Rogers that Virginia Tech fans just love. He's a hardworking kid, and he tries hard, and that's great. But that doesn't mean he's going to play after Virginia Tech, and he's not going to. The fact that he declared for the draft makes me wonder if he has CTE, because that kid has zero chance of playing in the NFL. We are not saying the same thing. You're saying he has a minimal chance. I'm saying he has zero. I'm saying he has no chance. I wish he wasn't leaving. I don't understand why he's going I didn't even think after he graduated he'd have a have a very good shot. So I'm just surprised he's leaving early. I, and McLeese is there's they're a dime a dozen. McLeese, I yeah. mean, every school has well, so McLeese. is Keen. I don't think Keen like I'm disappointed in the sense that sure, it would have been a returning player on the roster that you could have pointed to, but am am I gonna lose sleep over oh my gosh, how are we gonna replace Dalton Keen? No. 
because we're just going to put whoever the hell is behind him in, and it'll be the same production because Dalton Keene doesn't matter. I wanted to see less of Dalton Keene this year, so the fact that he's gone is like, okay, you know what? The, the name of this game now is let's get as rid of as many people not named Kashawn King on the running back depth chart because I want to see who Justin Fuente puts in instead of him next year because he is the best running back and we find ways not to play him. I mean, we need the other guys, but yeah. Um, we don't need him. I, I, do, I don't agree with either of those guys going early, and so I, I don't think it's the best for their sake. Much. I oh no, it's not I the best for their sake. I actually don't even factor our team into it. I factor no. what is best for them, and it, it's not good. No. Speaking of our team, since we're recording on Tuesday, we are handling Wake Forest right now in basketball. So that'll be three straight wins. This one, you know, the least impressive of them, and, and the other two not necessarily impressive, but just solid ACC victories that the second worst team in the ACC wouldn't be getting. So I'm happy that we are overachieving, but – I'm not surprised, and everybody, all of our listeners know that because we've been saying it from the very beginning. They're better than everybody thinks they are. Coach Yon is great. Um, I wish we had won four in a row. I wish uh, we'd beat UVA that game because they've lost since, and uh, the two games since. And so I wish we could have been a part of that streak for them. Uh, but we are beating Wake Forest, and then we play Syracuse Saturday at noon. And that's a that's an interesting game too. That's a team that's kind of ranked near we where we are in the ACC standing. So it's a kind of a game that we need to have if we, if we want to keep on overachieving. And and even if we lose, we're not not overachieving. It's just it would be a nice another good win. It would be a sweep because we beat them on Tuesday at the Carrier yeah. Dome. So it, you would think we're going to win at Castle where we typically play better. Um, Landers Nolly's great. I love Landers Nolly. I'm big Landers Nolly fan. Um, when he gets help, that's what the difference is with Virginia Tech when he can get help and it doesn't have to be all Landers Nolly. Uh, that's when Virginia Tech has a lot of success. We did get two big wins this week. And I agree with you. We said it at the beginning of the year. I know Virginia Tech's not going to be as good as they were last year, but when I'm looking at like 15th as the projection for yeah. where we're going to end up in the ACC, I'm like, I guess you guys just don't remember how bad some of these teams are. And it goes back to the same reason JMU was ranked fourth in the preseason in CAA. A lot of these people, Actually, it's a guessing game, and they just look at who's returning. What teams have the most returners? That's who we'll give the edge to when when we don't see a a McDonald's All-American next to the kid's name. Because, I'm sorry, that that was the story with JMU. Oh, they have the most returners in the CAA. Yeah, okay, well, they all suck, so who cares? If you have no talent returning, who? it's not like they magically get better. It's not like they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot how to make a shot. For yeah. all my life until my senior year and now magically i can make a shot no and they're, they're a senior and they still can't make a shot and they still suck and they're proving you accurate because they've lost the last four or five and uh yeah they're not going to achieve that number four spot um uva they had the bad week i already referenced it they lost uh at boston college and then at home to syracuse mm-hmm. um so that's a pretty tough week for them now they go on the road to florida state on wednesday where florida state wins games like that they do that all the time and they're not a bad team and then georgia at georgia tech on saturday you would think that's more winnable if it if uva is gonna wake up that would be the game they'd wake up on but yeah it's it's acc when you lose two straight it doesn't get any easier after that you're not gonna have a break game and uh at florida state's definitely not that so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of there yep i i think uva is uh definitely underachieving 
Virginia Tech is overachieving. But Duke lost tonight, so who knows? I mean, nobody in the ACC looks really, really great. Uh, so I, I'm excited to see how this plays out. I, I still would say Virginia Tech has got just as good of a shot to finish in the top half of the ACC as anybody else in this giant mess. Um, the one team that won't be there is UNC, and my gosh. Um, and they keep getting injuries. The, yeah, okay, but this is fireable, in my opinion, in terms of Roy Williams. Firing they are Roy Williams. They are a dumpster fire, Leland. They are last place in the ACC. They, or next to last. Okay, okay, wait a minute here. You're, you just referenced firing Roy Williams. Leland. You're a crazy person. If Alabama finished last in the SEC, do you think Alabama uh, Alabama football finished last in the SEC? You think Nick Saban is going to be safe? He would keep his job. No, they would kill him before the season ended. <laughs> but they wouldn't fire him. <laughs> okay, well then I guess what I'm saying is look out, Roy Williams. You might want to hire armed security Yo, guards for your house. This is crazy, Joe. He's like his best players are injured. They're not gonna Oh my fire god. Roy Leland, Williams their roster is chock full of McDonald's all Americans. Their roster is chock full of McDonald's all Americans, and he can't beat anyone. His backups are better than other people's starters, and he can't win. He's down to like third string guys in some spots and those mm. aren't mcdonald's all americans those are guys that just want to mm. go to unc and are half decent i don't know about that i they're not firing him i'm i i hate the idea that i'm even close to defending unc right now i love that they're losing it is great for me and i enjoy every minute in no universe are is is Anybody not in a mental hospital saying they need to fire Roy Williams. Mm. I believe we need to take you to a facility. Mm. Roy Williams. He has more, like he, they're, like I watched a whole thing the other day comparing about the success he's had at UNC to what Dean Smith did. Like there was comparisons and there was numbers that were like legitimate. Now, Dean Smith built that place, so it is not the same. But, he has been a very successful coach there that's won multiple national championships and won a lot before he got there. They there's there's no thought. If he was doing this with everybody healthy, they still wouldn't be firing him. So just that's craziness what you just said. Absolute craziness. I can't wait for Ron to get a hold of you. That's fine. Um I guess my question is what part of losing to Georgia Tech, Pitt, and Clemson at home is good? What it, part of that isn't. is acceptable what at North Carolina? Putting Vanders in that building. You realize North Carolina is going to be 15th in the ACC. North Carolina is what the ACC media thought we were. What you're, you're telling me they're going to finish 15th? Well, they can't beat the bottom of the conference at home. Finish? Where are they going to finish? They're going to be closer to. They're going to be Virginia Tech will finish better than UNC. Oh yeah, I'm fine with that. Where's UNC gonna finish? They're not gonna finish 15th. He'll pull something out of them by then. It's they're not gonna fire Roy Williams. I'm not. I don't have to say anything more than that. I don't need to give a reason or some take something else you say and turn it. They're not going to fire Roy Williams. There won't be any talk of it for the next 24 months. You realize their only conference win was the first game of the year. Okay. If they would have lost that one, they're still not firing Roy Williams. Dude, yes. If he didn't win a conference game, they would have fired him. No, they will not fire Roy Williams. Leland, I don't know, buddy. 
UNC is a different animal. They're expecting final fours. They're expecting final fours, not bottom of the ACC. I, okay, they're not going to go to the Final Four this year, but they're yeah, not, they're not going to the Williams. tournament this year. How about that? Not, they're not going to the NIT this year. They're not going to the NIT this year. How about that? They're not going to fire Roy Williams. Mm, well. I encourage any listener that agrees with Joe to please immediately tweet, text, call me, or even just dial 911 because you also need some help. No, put it on Twitter and let Leland know UNC will not stand for NIT-less seasons. UNC won't even put up with NIT. UNC better be happy if they make it to the NIT this year because that team is rough sauce. All right. Speaking of rough sauce, let's get to the B block. We don't have an interview, but we're going to focus on a pretty major topic in the... Okay, Leland, let's get into the B block. The Houston Astros scandal broke yesterday. They fired their GM and their manager. Today, Boston's Alex Cora decided to mutually part ways with Boston because he's going to have a similar suspension coming his way after he was involved with the Red Sox side and the Astros side. Um, So, yikers. Crazy, crazy. Um, Here's my problem with how this whole thing is being handled. The people who got fired in Houston are not the people involved in this cheating scandal. They didn't have anything to do with it. They allowed it to happen. Uh, if you read, yeah, but if you read the report, AJ Hinch was trying to stop it. He was breaking TVs. So then I, and the players that he didn't have control of his own team. I want a guy that doesn't allow cheating to coach my team. So I don't, I don't blame them for firing them. Get rid of them. Well, if Major League oh, Baseball was serious about this, they would go after the players. It was I a player-run. It was a player-run uh, arrangement, according to the report. Okay. So no players have been players. punished. No players will be punished. I'm fine with the punishment that came down. The year suspension. I am fine with them firing them because if they can't have control of their team, then get rid of them. But I also, I think Houston, I, I don't know how you do this. So now they fire their manager, general manager and their manager. They get to fill those roles and then they don't lose anything. The organization just has a little, oh, we have to hire new people moment. And then they move on. They should still suffer for a period of time. I, I don't know what you want them to do. I mean, I agree that I think the organization got off pretty light other than they're going to, I mean, I think filling a GM role is going to be hard. Filling a manager role at this point is going to be hard. And that's going to, you know, the GM is going to put a dent into the future. Losing the draft picks will hurt eventually. Yeah. Um, if there's a sport that can handle losing a first and second round draft pick, it's baseball because they're a crapshoot. But um, the $5 million is nothing. That, that doesn't yeah. mean anything. I thought I when think, I saw a $5 million fine, I was like, oh, what are we doing? That's pointless. Yeah. Uh, the, the news that even hit me like even harder probably because like even after seeing that yesterday, I just didn't see Boston and Cora not being together after after today. Like I just didn't see that coming. That surprised me tonight. I knew that. He was oh, yeah. No, they were. They, uh, yeah, that was I easy. Didn't see him, I didn't see them break it. I didn't see him not being the manager of Boston next year. So 
That was easy. The question is, are they going to get rid of their GM when they get busted? It'll be interesting. It's all, it's all craziness. And so the thing that, why I wanted to bring this down in its own category is you talk about other cheating that's happened in baseball. You talk about steroids, you talk about corked bats, you talk about stuff like that. Where do you put this in the list with that kind of stuff? Like, what do you think is more severe or less severe out of at least the things I've said or any of the other obvious ones that I didn't say? Sure. Um, well, you know, the original baseball scandal is the Black Sox scandal. Um, that's fixing betting. A game. Yeah, that's fixing games, betting on and betting on baseball. Um, that's pretty big. I, that is yeah. a team throwing a World Series. So I think that's probably number one. I agree. Um, Pete Rose, I don't even think is in the same conversation. I, I, for the life of me, I don't know how you look at uh, the manager and the GM say, giving them a year, even though I don't think it's really their fault. I totally disagree on, well, I want somebody who can control the team. Okay, these players don't listen. These players don't care. They're going to do whatever they want to do. If a lot your of team is cheating and you can't stop He broke a cheating. TV and removed TVs. What do you want him to do? He tried to get rid of it, and they put more up. What do you want him to do? Short of burning the stadium to the ground, what do go you want to either, him to do? Go to these people that just fired you and tell them what's happening. And say, oh, I think he might have. See, I think that's another thing here. I think the owner knew exactly what was that. going on. I don't buy this. Oh, I didn't know any of this. Oh, okay. That got added in in a very uh, – Jeff Passon talked about this on – I know you don't listen to Levitard, but he talked about it there. He said that sentence about the owner saying, uh, the owner is totally clear and there's no wrongdoing by him was written in there because the owner went to Rob Manfred and told him that was going to be written in there because he doesn't want any of this sticking to him because he's the boss of Rob Manfred. And that's going to be in there when he tells Rob Manfred it's going to be in there. I don't buy that for a second. Um, I also don't think Major League Baseball did enough to, again, they didn't do enough to the players. Maybe this will be something in the new CBA that if players are stealing signs, we're going to be able to punish them in the future. I think stealing signs electronically in this kind of way. Yes, yeah, yeah. If you're at second base looking at the no, catcher. No, we've talked about that, this. That's, that's different. That count. Yeah. That's different. But using technology, and I guess the other thing, and I saw this on Twitter. I can't remember who put it up there. But they said if you want to get rid of technology stealing in baseball, get rid of the technology in the clubhouse. Don't let them have it. Just don't let them have it. Don't make it readily available to them. And... The, the Red Sox firing Alex Cora is not surprising um, to me. I figured it was definitely going to happen when I saw what happened to A.J. Hinch. Um, I, I, think, just, I, I didn't make the jump in one day, I guess. I mean, I, if you told me a week ago these guys aren't managing these teams next year, I'd have been, what? Like, Yeah, no, wow. I would have been surprised. So I didn't think, I think that was, was going to be something that happened. I was surprised when the Astros fired their manager in GM. When I saw that, I was like, hmm. I thought I read it wrong. I thought yeah. they, someone messed up a headline from suspended – <laughs> you know, like I was like, that didn't happen. Like they just said they were suspended. Right. Yeah. Um, it was surprising. I, I do think AJ Hinch will have a job next year. Uh, or not, I'm sorry, not next year, but the year after. Um, yeah, he, he's gonna have a year out. Yep. He's gonna have his year out that he's suspended, but then he'll have a job next year, or the year after. I mean, uh, I keep saying next year, but the year after. Um, and then um, Alex Gordon, maybe uh, Alex Gordon. I don't feel had the same amount of success as A.J. Hinch. That being said... Both had a World Series. Both won a World Series, so it's quite possible he could get another job. I wouldn't be overly shocked if he did. Um, But 
Yeah. It Again, goes back it, to our conversation last week. If you can, if you can baseball well, you're gonna have a job. Yeah. Um. I I guess to answer your original question, I I think this probably this and steroids are close for me because I think steroids is overtly cheating. And to all the people who say, well, steroids don't really give you that much of an advantage. Okay. Well, if they don't give you that much of an advantage, why is everybody doing it? Yeah. And how can you, it's the same thing. The players said this, the players said this in this report too. Like, Oh, well, you know, we weren't, we're not even really sure. It was kind of distracting when, you know, they're banging the trash cans and stuff. It's kind of distracting and we're not really sure if it helps or not. I'm like, eh, you're not sure if it helps or not, but you're going to keep on doing it. And it definitely does because that's why you're doing it. Like, you don't do baseball is not a sport where you do something just to do it. You don't. You do it because you think it helps you. Those players are cerebral in that sport. They're going to do anything to get an advantage. And that's why they did it because they thought it gave them an advantage. And it did. It's, it's really easy when you're at the plate and you know a fastball is coming versus a breaking ball. If you know that it's not going to be a fastball, it's really easy for you to time it. Uh, or it's easier to time it. And when you know it's a fastball, yeah, you can sit there and go, all right, dead red, we're going to smoke this thing. Um, and uh, look. I like the harsh punishment here. I like, I, I, I like yeah, but I think it could have been more. I think, I think Major League Baseball really missed an opportunity here. If you want to say to other teams, this is not going to be acceptable, you sit there and you look at them and say, Houston, that World Series didn't happen. You didn't win it. And you take it from them. I don't, I, I don't care about that ever. That just means less to me than, than like, you can't do this from now on. Like, you can't coach for the next year. Matters a heck of a lot more to me than you have to take the banner down up from the stadium. Everybody saw that World Series. Everybody, like, everybody knows. Yeah, but won. now it's everybody up there. Everybody knows Reggie Bush won the Heisman. Like, that, like, taking it away just... It, that means little to me. Do it, fine, whatever. But like, it just that doesn't that wouldn't like increase it for me. I'd say taking them away from the game now is the way that means the most to me. And I think this is hard. Like a year suspension for those guys. Uh, that's a good. That's a good hammer. And if you could do that to some of the players, I'd be fine with that. But I put this up there. Honestly, I probably with the with the technology use of stealing signs i probably put ahead of steroids because it's it's multiple people going together to cheat and i think yeah that is against the sport that's against sport not baseball that's against the idea of a competitive sport um worse than steroids steroids is a personal thing unless you're in the stall with jose canseco but you it's a it's a it's an individual thing that you're doing to your body. I think when you, when you have a formed, uh, organized effort for it, I think it's worse. I do think it's worse. And so, and I think suspensions now that we've seen this suspension, that lines up when players get caught for their first steroids, they're out, what, half a season now? Didn't it didn't get increased to the half season for the first time? Yeah, I think that's so like, right. It is not the full season. So I, I think it lines up. And and I think yeah, if you're throwing games uh, for the you know the Black Sox, I think that is worse. So I, I put that kind of in there. The corked bat, I put below steroids, but still still bad, still wrong. It's still bad, but it's less than steroids. Yeah, I just I just don't know. I, here's the thing: I think these are just the two teams that we know about. Yeah, With that's why no one Red else. Sox. Like everybody's been really quiet. Even Logan Morrison put something on Twitter. Logan Morrison put something on Twitter about like this happened when I was with the Yankees and the Dodgers. Now I would love to see an investigation into both of those teams because I think it would be hilarious. But 
especially if it involves the Yankees, because I hate them. Um, that's been the best part about the Red Sox being involved in this is I hate the Red Sox, so this is easy. Um, if it if it catches the Yankees too, wow, that's the best of both worlds. But well, you keep comparing your Orioles to the Houston Astros, so you got to get your cheating up. Yeah, no, we don't cheat. That's <laughs> I, that, I guess that's my point. I just can't wait until twenty eight teams get implicated in this, and the only two that haven't been cheating are the Marlins and the Orioles. And then they can't afford trash cans. And then my solution is, <laughs> then my solution is okay. Let's have a best of seven with the Orioles and the Marlins, and the winner won the twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen World Series. They just have the Marlins just have the girls. It depends on which way the girls are spinning on the pole in the outfield on which what pitch is coming. That's that's how they've been doing it. Well, obviously, <laughs> they've been paying too much attention and not swinging when the ball comes in. But um, yeah, I just I don't know. I, I think it's this is really weird. I think it's a big deal for baseball. This scandal. And I, I don't know. Unless you can punish players in the future, I don't know how you stop it because I think players are just going to keep doing it. I, I don't. Did any of these Houston Astro players? Do you this, think they care? I think this will change people's mindset. Oh, I don't think these any of these players care. Nothing happened to them. These, you don't think the main? Oh, I mean, I think I think it'll change the mindset surrounding it. I think other managers, where you're saying, well, what more do you want them to do? I bet you other managers figure out because they want to not be suspended a year and they don't want to get potentially fired from their team. So I bet you other, other managers figure out how to stop their team from doing it. And I agree with you. I think it's, I think this something is happening around this kind of stuff a lot. And I think this year suspension is going to make a lot of other managers figure out a way to stop it and make sure they put an end to it. Okay. Well, let me same way that if they would have taken Bill Belichick out for a year or said, you guys can't play in the playoffs this year or you're suspended a year. Cause every time we turn around, you're cheating then this is what the NFL should see and be like, man, we should at least, if you're saying this isn't even good enough in baseball, then the NFL needs to at least get to this. So well, the NFL's I, I done it in the past. I, they suspended Sean Payton for a year. They did do that. I don't know why they're scared of the Patriots. Well, that's a different topic. Well, but because their owners are more good, powerful, think, but yeah. I think a year out of the game, we'll have other managers figure out a way to make sure their players aren't doing, aren't doing this or aren't, aren't going to get caught. Let me throw this at you then. <laughs> Let me throw this at you then because I don't think it's going to change that. Because here's why. What did you did you want AJ Hinch to make it public out his players? I I would love to know what he did with his owner. Like if he if he really told his owner and all that, then that would adjust how I feel about this whole process. I do you want him I to out? Him- do you want him to out the players in the public? Because it, the second he does that, he doesn't he get another job in the public. I think there's ways to stop it outside of the public. Oh, uh, I it's think. A manager. It's but see, I think he told the owner. The I think he you talked to the owner about control it. Control what these guys are doing. I think he talked to the owner about I, it. I think the owner probably said, "Why did you break a TV?" And I think he probably told him why. And I think the owner knew. I I, I think that was known. I, I think there. I think he knows, and he's just he doesn't want to tell people he knows because he doesn't want to actually get disciplined. The owner. Um, and that would be an even bigger problem for baseball if the owners are complicit in this. That's an even bigger deal for Major League Baseball to handle because Rob Manfred can't really discipline an owner but so badly because guess who his boss is? The owners. So that's a separate issue. Um, I think these so, managers will figure out so how to, to me, stop it. To me, they can't, they can't out their players in the public because the second they do that, they're never going to get another job because they'll never be able to control They'll never be able to have a locker room. The locker room will be against them on day one. It's the same reason Mike Fires. I tell you what, Enjoy Major League Baseball this year because you are donezo, my friend. You will never get signed by another team because no clubhouse will welcome you. Those players will hate you. They will not trust you with anything. He's the one who started this when he outed the Houston Astros. 
Um, and he's never going to play baseball after this. He will never play Major League Baseball again. And him, him and Jose can go hang out. Yeah, that's fine. They, they might as well because they will never play Major League Baseball again. And that's my point here, Leland. The people who out them, if the players aren't going to get disciplined, the players don't care. They don't, do you think they give a flying you-know-what if A.J. Hinch and that Good GM lady. aren't there? <laughs> yeah, you think they give it? They don't because it doesn't affect them. They didn't get suspended. They still have their World Series ring. They didn't get fined. They didn't get punished. So they don't care. The next guy's going to come in. They're going to do it again. I don't think this stops. I don't think it stops. I, I don't think it stops. I think it. it I, I do think it gets impacted. No. Steroids still happens. People still get it. It gets suspended for steroids. So I don't think you know it doesn't stop it. But I think, I think those suspensions have changed how that goes down. So I think a year. I I don't think it changes anything, Leland. I don't think these managers and GMs are any safer. I, in fact, I think they're going to be pissed. Now the GMs, I guess, have the real power because the GMs can just look at a player and say, "If you don't stop, you're out." They they can do that. Um. Yeah. The manager, I think, I don't know. I feel bad for A.J. Hinch because from what I read in the report, it seemed like he was trying to do his best, and it just the, – the players kept doing it, and I don't know what he could have done short of outing his players in the public because I think he told – I think he talked to the owner, and I guess that's where we disagree. You don't think he did, and I do. I just don't know that. I guess I haven't read that, that happened. I read some other stuff. I didn't read that that happened. I haven't read that that happened, but I don't think you're going to read that that's going to happen because I don't think Major League Baseball wants that out there. But let's go to the D block. All right, Leland, let's get into the D block here and wrap this podcast up so we can go to bed. (laughs) Uh, I'll start with what is dominating my life. Uh, I've been going through shows, and there's been some new shows, none that I feel strongly enough to recommend right now um, because I'm not done with them but i've been re-watching justified man i love that show it is so good isn't it walter goggins as boyd crowder is great timothy oliphant as uh raylan givens is great the characters in that show are phenomenal um i and- was like uh, nick cerisi's character the uh um at the marshal's office the, his boss raylan's boss oh uh art yeah. Art, he's the best. I love him. And then, and then, like his coworkers, um, uh, they're just blanking because I just haven't watched the show recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but his coworkers are so great too. So, yeah, it's a phenomenal show. I'm in the middle of season three right now, which is a good season. And uh, really, most of the seasons on that show are great. Now, that's at the, the season, end, that's the season where he takes the bullet, throws it in his chest, and says, "Next one's coming quicker." Yep. Ah, oh, man, so good. Great season. Great show. What's dominating your life, though? I didn't mean, I stopped your point. I feel bad. Oh, well. I binged the Mandalorian. Shut up. Watched it all in like two days. It was good, man. I liked it. At one point, if you would have told me this a week ago, that I'd have my wife and my oldest sitting there watching it with me. I wouldn't have believed you, but I had them both. My wife watched all of them. My wife, my oldest came in about ep- the third episode, watched the rest of them. She was begging to watch more. We got home from basketball games, which we're talking about next, and she wanted to watch more. Uh, the latter part of the Ravens game, that's what we were watching because 
that game was looking to be over. Plus, I had the two TV systems, so it was working out. Uh, but yeah, we, I gave up a little bit of football watching this weekend for some Mandalorian, and I liked it, man. I should have. Good. Um, it was well written. Uh, one yeah. of the I thought better written Star Wars things that I've seen in a while. I think the movies are good, but it's a lot about the mm. general story and and the tiebacks and all this. This uh, kind of operated on its own pretty well. I mean, sure, there's some some tie-in stuff uh, in the Star Wars universe, but I thought it was well written. It was good. I liked his character. You, I, I give credit to the actor. You got to be good to act under a mask like that and still convey, but it, even more so direction. The director has to be really good to be able to give the emotion that that character who wears his mask the entire series, entire first season, uh, he gives emotion behind a mask, and it's it's great. And uh, the interaction, the the uh, the dialogue, really good in that. So I was pumped. I'm pumped for season two. Uh, I'll watch that season before season two comes on because it was good. And uh, I liked it. I, I recommend it to anybody that has the faintest interest in uh, Star Wars. Go watch that because it's good. And I, I know you've seen most of the movies. I don't know if you've seen the latest one or not. Um, yep. I'll talk about that in a second. But I have. I did. Um, I want to get your opinion because I felt like when watching it, you don't need a lot of background Star Wars knowledge. Um, I gave my wife none, and she really, you know, she knows who Darth Vader is. She knows who Luke and Leia. Yeah, but you know, those people knows, aren't in this. They're not, culture, yeah. But she didn't know anything else, and I said I'm not giving you anything else. I said I, I had watched like 15 minutes of the first episode, and then I went back and started over with her. And I said I don't think you need it. There's and, there's one character from the original trilogy that is in it. His name's Lando, and other than that, you don't really need to know anything else. Um, it's a great show. I loved it. Baby Yoda steals the show. Um, I, I'm all oh, yeah. about Baby he Yoda. Was awesome. I'm I'm all about Baby Yoda. I love me some Baby Yoda. Uh, I miss Baby Yoda. There was, uh, well, um, if you're gonna watch the show, skip ahead about a minute. There was a moment. Oh, no, so don't spoil. Don't spoil. Skip ahead a minute, and I'll be done. Oh, don't spoil it for people. Fine. God, Leland. Damn it. Yeah. Don't spoil it. It's too new. I mean, well, what I, part of skip ahead a minute is spoiling if I'm warning them? Skip ahead a minute. Disagree with what you're doing. Well, I'm not going to do it now because now the minute's going to be up and they're going to hear it because of you. So if you want my Mandalorian takes, send me a message. I'll tell Rob. Uh, Rob said Baby Yoda's better Drop than the Muppets. Yeah, slide into the DMs. Um, you'll be alone, but it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh Rob said that the Mandalorian uh, or Baby Yoda was better than the Muppets. And at first I disagreed, but then he came up with some great points. I do love the Muppets, but God, Baby Yoda, man, if anything ever happens to Baby Yoda, I won't be able to handle it. But um, the the Star Wars movie that I saw, and this makes Who me... Who is Lando? This is what you're throwing me off on. Who's Lando? Lando Calrissian. The guy he's dealing with at the... Carl Weathers? Yeah. That's not Lando. Yes, it is. His name's Grief Karga. No, that's Lando. Yes, it's not Lando. Oh, well, then I was wrong. I assumed he was They'd Lando. They had Billy D. Williams sitting there if it was. Oh, uh, whatever. Who cares? Anyway. That all right, so he's not Lando. So you don't need to know anything. Um, I they thought don't. he was Lando. Whatever. They go to one familiar planet at one point. Tatooine, but they, yeah, nothing that ever no, happens on Tatooine less. is, yeah. Um, but anyway, I thought it was Lando. Anyway, um, 
Lando and Roy Williams getting fired. You're not having a good night. Roy Williams will be fired. I'm going to laugh when that happens. <laughs> He's going to get fired tonight. Um, <laughs> him and Alex Cora. Uh, but uh, the latest Star Wars movie, which did have Lando in it. Um, yes. It was okay. That's fine. It was it. it it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. It wasn't. Oh, there were there were parts of that movie. It was only two hours and fifteen minutes, and there were parts of that movie that I was like, "This needs to wrap up." Yeah. I mean, it felt long. It felt like the longest two hour and fifteen minute movie I've ever sat through. And I like Ray's character. I wish they would do more with Ray's character. Let me tell you who I don't have time for: Poe and Finn. I don't care about Poe. I don't care about Finn. Those two characters are just a slight step above Jar Jar Binks in my book in terms of how much I care about them in the Star Wars universe. Particularly Poe, yeah. Poe is boring. He's not interesting. Finn is a failed stormtrooper. I don't care about these people. They're total, total losers. Yeah. Well, those guys are done now. And the whole thing of, in the movie, and I don't care... This is going to be a spoiler. Leland's not going to stop me again. But the whole point, I'm not giving any major plot points, but where they're like, we have to go back to where the last war ended. I'm like, oh, we're going to Endor. We're going to see some Ewoks. But we didn't go to Endor. We went to some other place where apparently the Death Star has fallen into an ocean, and we don't see any Ewoks until like a totally different scene at the end, which I was like, this is just, and that was one of the scenes where I was like, we need to wrap this up. I don't need to see every Star Wars planet in the history of the story to see a bunch of things I don't care about celebrating something that is totally ridiculous. I, I just, I had some, there were some problems I had with the story, and it does the same thing that this tri- last trilogy has done, and I've just, I can't stand it. I just. <sighs> I wanted to like it. I liked it. I was entertained. Do I rush to see the movie when it comes out on DVD? No. No. But I watched it. I'm happy. I think John Favreau should have. I think John Favreau should have done the movies too. That's what I learned because you're right. Mandalorian is so much better than the last three movies, last six movies that they made of Star Wars. I'd say the original trilogy I still like the most, but Mandalorian's up there. And then really good. I I, have spoken. Yeah, Episode Seven was fine. (laughs) Episode 9 was fine. Episode 8 was trash. I hated Episode 8. Um, the big twist in Episode 9 about Ray's parents is pretty cool. Um, or Ray's lineage, I guess, is pretty cool. But then... I don't know. It's just... Even that didn't have a satisfying conclusion for me. Because I was like... Okay. I, this just feels really weird and really dumb. The way they finish the story. I just, I don't know. I just didn't care for it. All right. Well, less, less Poe, less Finn, more Ray. That's what I needed. Yeah. Well, it was fine. What else is dominating my life is my black team is back on the court. The uh, kindergarten to second grade girls are back out there playing ball. We had a good first week where we, it was a 180 from what a year ago when coaching my first game with this group, um, we really got it handed to us. And then in the first game of this season, we were the, we were the team able to dish it out. We were really did well. 
uh, really proud of all my players, very aggressive. That's what I coached most is aggressiveness and stealing the ball, and they did great at it that first game. And my daughter uh, listened very well and did it well, so I was really proud of her too. In the second game, we got humbled a little bit. We faced a pretty solid team, um, but it was still a very competitive game, which was fun, and uh, all the girls did well again. And uh, that's a team next time we play them. Uh, I don't know if we play that team again, but we could beat that team the next time we play them. Uh, those snow days in the middle of the week, really, we needed a practice. We kind of forgot some some basics of basketball that uh, yelling it from the sideline during the second quarter didn't really help. So didn't help. Um, but we're back at it. It's been fun. And uh, we have a really good group of kids and uh, they have a lot of fun. So I'm excited that's going again. And then my youngest, she or my youngest, my middle kid, mm-hmm. she has started at the Y. She has Coach Mickens there for little dribblers at the YMCA. So she's getting coached. Uh, just the same way that the high schoolers at Stanton High School are. And so uh, I, I assume that they go over they, – they had a whole first practice and no basketballs were involved. I assume that's how Stanton sometimes does basketball. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, but it was good for the for those little kids. It was fun. And uh, I, knew he, I know he coaches them a different way, but he's really good with the kids. And uh, just a quick story, two years ago when uh, my oldest was uh, in that league and Coach Mickens was the coach at uh, Stanton then – uh, they're playing Riverheads at Riverheads. We're at the game. And my daughter is out in the concourse as the teams are coming back from halftime. And so Mickens coaching his team probably just got done yelling at his team in the locker room, you know, giving instruction in the locker room, coming back out. He's focused, but he like sees my daughter smiles, gives her five, recognizing her from little league practice from, you know, two nights before. And like, I swear my daughter was cheering for blue the rest of that night. So it was awesome of him, a good moment for him. And uh, I already respected him a lot, but that was a good moment for him uh, in my book. And so uh, it's fun to uh, interact with them at the, at the practice. And I'm looking forward to a season there too. So uh, yeah. a lot of basketball, a lot of gym time now for the McCrays. So cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And so uh, every time you talk about this, I, I, I get tickled by it. Cause I just, I want to make fun of you because of just you coaching and I just want to have fun with that. But I, I know that you're coaching your kids and that's really cool. Um, and I'm glad it's been so much fun for you and um, you're having a good time with it. And I'm glad the kids are maybe learning some stuff and you're not being the annoying uh, <laughs> parent coach. No, I, I think that's why I have to coach. So at least I like have a reason to speak and, and can give instruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully I come from the right angle. I think I do, especially for the, I think it's easier for these little girls, a uh, little, you know, boys or girls, but this K through two is just development and, and really making sure they're having fun and participating. So I think that helps me. I think it'll get harder for me going up as they get older when there is a little more competitiveness mm-hmm. and, uh, probably keeping it in the right range. But, um, I'll just have to grow as uh, grow as they do and make sure I stay in the right area. So, yeah, well, that's good. Um, what is uh, dominating your life or what that, you know, that I need to know what, I don't know which one you got here. That's both. Um, what, what, for the, what I know that you need to know is Liverpool. I'm not going to say it cause I don't want to jinx it, but, um, they're doing really, really good. So good that I think they might be the only good thing to happen again in my sports fandom. Um, they are with, they're a game. They've played a game fewer than, uh, most of the league, except for one team, which is the team they need to make up the game for. Uh, 
and they're way, way ahead in the Premier League, and it looks great. Um, Manchester City has vaulted back over uh, Leicester City for second, but we've already beaten Manchester City once, and Manchester City uh, has 47 points. We have 61 points. We haven't lost a match yet. We're 21-0. and 0. Uh, The only draw was to Man United, who we play this weekend on Sunday, I believe, so I'll be watching that. Uh, and hopefully we get that win. Uh, we need it. Hopefully we get it. Uh, and we keep the giant gap between us and Manchester City. Um, I won't do a Champions League breakdown. The next Champions League uh, round of 16 doesn't start until February 18th, so I've got some time uh, to do that preview that I keep promising. Um, but we're already running a little behind. But, yeah, Liverpool was the only thing I should have watched on Saturday outside of the Virginia Tech basketball game. Uh, unfortunately, I watched American football, and that stunk. So, Again, and we didn't even talk about it. Let's hit it hard. Your team lost. They did exactly what you said they wouldn't do. They gave up. Touchdown oh, that's right. We didn't talk about NFL ahead. at all, did we? We didn't talk about NFL at all. <laughs> we skipped by it. But I want to focus on your Ravens and how wrong you were and how they just gave up everything to Tannehill and Henry ran for more than 160 yards on you and completely dominated your Ravens. That all said, as much as and just take that, just your team's terrible and they are. Ha-ha. I hated it. I. I, for one, am not one that's now Lamar Jackson is not good or that the Ravens really were a terrible team. They had they they had a bad game at the bad time and they'll be good next year. Like, I'm not I just I'm not writing them off like all these people on TV are. I don't get it. Titans are a little hot. They have a little difficult style, especially that for the Ravens to deal with there. They play they out the Ravens, which a lot of teams don't do. But I I mean, the Ravens will be back next year. I don't I don't see like why we just write them off all of a sudden. So. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's I, too soon. Huh? It is too, too soon. soon. I'm not there. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson's the worst thing ever. I still think he's, he's going to be a good MVP, quarterback. You know. he's, he's, yeah, he's going to be MVP. This is now two playoff games where he has not looked great. I know his numbers look okay. But he padded stats there at the end. Um, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, other guys. Have had that's bad the good news. Games. That's the good news. Andy Dalton's the other one. <laughs> like... Yeah, I'd say that's uh, hopefully that's different for you. Tony Romo. I hope he's terrible. Tony Romo. I mean, there's guys who don't get it done in the playoffs. You think ESPN is going to get Romo out of CBS? Maybe. Who cares? I don't care about that. Um, I'd be surprised if they do. uh, You know what? That was cool this weekend. Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cowher's thing was cool this weekend where the where they got their Hall of of Fame nominations. Oh, whatever. Jimmy Johnson's cool. Jimmy Johnson's was emotional. I loved it. Bill Cowher wasn't emotional. He he robbed that he moment. Cr- he was crying. Didn't he? No, he, he was wasn't. He couldn't cry. Bill Cowher's a fake. Um, no, Bill Cowher's awesome. Uh, honestly, I do. I did think it was a cool both thing. Both were very good moments. Yeah. Yes, both were very good moments. Jimmy's was really touching. I, look, I was a Cowboys fan when Jimmy Johnson was the coach, so I loved that. Um, but then Jerry that. Jones, Jerry Jones had to fire Jimmy Johnson, and then I had to leave the Dallas Cowboys organization. Um, yes, I left the Dallas officially. Cowboys organization officially. <laughs> Did you give a letter? <laughs> I should have. Yeah. Written in crayon. Uh, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it was cool to see him finally get inducted to the hall of fame. It's hard to believe that he wasn't already in the hall of fame, but yeah, sure. I was, I actually didn't know he wasn't. So it was good moments. Uh, I never watched the Fox guys, so I don't have. Oh, see, I watch the Fox guys. Even though the Ravens play on CBS, I like the Fox guys more. So I always watch the Fox guys. I honestly stay on ESPN. 
Uh, yeah, and it's not good. I don't watch it near as much as I used to. Oh uh, God, that Sunday. I don't crew watch the Fox guys though either. I don't. I don't turn to one of the networks watch. until one o'clock. Um, I'm, I'm all in for Fox on the Riggle picks. Love me some Riggle picks. Rob Riggle. <laughs> Riggle picks. That dude. Give me those Riggle picks. 15 minutes has lasted this long. Give me those Riggle picks. But let's go, Liverpool. Who, You'll never what, walk alone. What road team wins this weekend? Oh, who cares? I don't know. Tennessee. <laughs> if I have to pick a road team, I'm picking the Packers. But I think both home teams get it done. I don't care. And Joe Montana flips the coin at the Super Bowl. Chiefs oh, 49ers. God. <laughs> Luke Keekley retired. Cool. He's 28. He's got to get out of here. Cool. And just like Luke Keekley, we got to get out of here too. So make sure you follow us at Yak Sports Pod on Twitter, at Yak Sports Pod on Facebook, or email us at yaksportspod at gmail.com. Subscribe on Podbean, Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. And if you know of a way to have podcasts that we're not on, let us know. We'll get we'll find a way to get on there. We look forward to coming back at you next week. We will be breaking down the Super Bowl matchup a little bit because that will be set by then. And we'll have plenty of high school sports to talk about, plenty of college basketball to talk about. And we will be back with more of the Augusta County sports that you guys care about. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.